What up, mofos? Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at True Coffee, Kinder Beauty, and Once Upon a Farm. Uh, for those of you with children, you can get 30% off your first subscription order using code ADULTING at checkout. More on this offer and Once Upon a Farm later in the show. But until then, as always, sit back, relax, or baby, keep it pushing. This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or your fire, you got a cat or a dog, good vibes or a problem in school, or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We're back in our new home, officially not so settled, but we're here and it feels really good to just be in a space that, I mean, well... Let's talk about space. Okay. All right. If you've been listening to the show, if if this is your first episode, welcome. Uh, If you've been listening, thank you guys for, you know, going on this journey with us. If you've been listening in the last, I don't know how long we were doing it, three to six months, we were recording each episode in the little sliver of time that we could find sitting on our closet floor. And you've heard us talk a lot about moving into this new house and, and, you know, getting a lot of extra space and funny enough mm-hmm. we're back in the closet <laughs> okay so real talk and i just dropped this on andrew before we started recording but out of the entire home and there's plenty of space i have decided with his consent that i will be putting an office in our closet i don't consent though why I don't like the idea. Why do you like the idea of an office in the closet? Well, first of all, it's quiet. It's private. It's spacious. It's got a gorgeous background. Like if you look at this wall, I know it's got shoes on it, but this shoe mechanism rolls away. And then on the two sides, there's these beautiful shelves. It photographs well for Zoom videos. Like I could put a piece of artwork here and it would look beautiful and then the other thing with with the shoes flanking on each side yeah with shoes flanking on each side but what i could do if it were no listen to me i'm telling you this is where my head's at i could remove some of the shoes and put kind of beauty boxes on the shelves so that way like for certain press interviews if i'm doing like a live like news thing or whatever it, it, i promise you with the zoom with the zoom with a ring light right there it'll be everything i need and more I mean, if you want to do it, I mean, if this is a space for you, then that's, I'm okay with it, but I just don't want it to get clunky in here. We've always, we've had a habit of like making spaces clunky, clunky, it's clunky, cluttered. I you, let me, give me a chance. You guys, I will post all of my, however I figure this out on Instagram and I promise you it's going to be good. I it's think I just get, beautiful. okay. 
I get worried about clunkiness and I get territorial because I feel like all my space, and this is probably common amongst all guys in relationships. I feel like all my space gets taken over. And at a certain point you're like, dude, like I just need something that's just for me, you know? So you're talking about putting the desk on the side. That's like kind of my side already, my corner. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm just like, this is what I have. Like, okay, give me a chance to make this work for right. everyone. Just give me the opportunity to ha- like really map it out, and then once I propose it to you and you see it in person, then you can make a decision whether or not you think it's clunky and invading in your space. But well, what I will say is, what are you going to do this, for a desk? Because we have this shelf. Just, we can't the... get into the details. Why not? Because okay? just let me have my chance to like put it together, and I'll show you. Okay, okay I'm not going to. We can't spell it out. It's a podcast. I can't see what you're talking about. You can help them visualize. No, I'm not about that. I don't like details i can't explain things very well what i do want to but say i'm is that a detail person then give so if me you're the, trying to win me over you have to give me the details we can do this offline offline Correct. okay when have you liked offline i just but there's enough that we have to do online today that Daniela, save sell the me desk. the desk in the closet idea okay in a pitch here it is mm-hmm. andrew we live in a beautiful home there's plenty of space okay we only have one extra bedroom and that extra bedroom i thought would make the most sense to just hand over to you as a workspace or even a place for you to just have some you time, meditate, whatever you may be. We can make it vibey. It has this great like tray ceiling. It can be really special. And the best part, Andrew, the best part of giving that bedroom to you is that there is a downstairs full bath attached to it. So you can take all your morning shits in there alone in peace and quiet. I like it. Okay. If you really wanted to, you can come off the garage, you know, out of a you know sweaty workout, go into your space and take a shower. Interesting. Okay. When did you make this decision? When I decided that I needed this closet for my office. Gotcha. So is it become is it going to become like an office? No, Andrew. It's a closet. A closet that's an office. My goodness gracious, you guys! A office. Okay, it's a closet. What? It's a closet. I that's what I said, and then you added an S. You said a closet. It's feminine. So which one? <laughs> closet or closet? It's a closet. Okay. Right. And it's going to be the most divine closet you've ever seen. I'm about to Pinterest this. I don't even pin anything. Wait, just well, wait. We, we, we should have smoothed out the walls in here then too. I can't with the details, you guys. Can we get into the show? Let's do it. All right. Do you got a win and fail? I do have a win. The, the win is this is getting into the house. We got into the house on Tuesday. Again, if you've been listening, you, you know, you've been following along. We've been waiting months and months and months to get in this place. We're in, and I use in loosely. We have the upstairs uh, mostly done. They still have to do Ivory and Geo's bathroom completely. And downstairs. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about upstairs. You know, our master is almost done. Our our bathroom and the master, the primary is uh, like 90% done. Anyways, long story short. So we have the upstairs mostly it's tough. We got two little kids. The downstairs is still like raw concrete floors. It's really dusty down there. It's like inevitable. You bring the dust upstairs. And there's stuff everywhere. There's equipment. There's wood flooring. Trash like still. A dishwasher floating in the living room. There's, mm-hmm. you know, everything's just like floating in space. Mm-hmm. So, so look, it's a net win. It's a positive. We're in. We're making it work. We're doing okay. Every day we get a little bit more adjusted. The fail is that we're not all the way in and, uh, 
it's hard, man. It's hard. I like, I like our contractor. I think he does good work. I think he's an honest guy. He's been really helpful. He's let me ask him a million questions along the way. Is it going a little slow for us? Yes. Am I getting some heat from you because things aren't done? Yes. And then I have to pass that heat on to him. You know, have you been passing it though? Yeah. In my way. Look, I, I know the boundaries. Like there's only so much that you can give somebody until they're tapped out. So you get to the certain point where if you're really not happy, then you have to make the decision to go with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, then somebody has to come in and learn all the things about where we're at. And we're not at that point, but I'm just saying like, that's, that's all you can really do, you know, outside of like putting the pressure on over and over and over again. Sure. Yeah, no, I get it. It's not ideal to have like those kind of conversations, but at some point, the you want to lo- know what happened today? What? Because he came in to get it. He, he was, they're supposed to be here. Today's Tuesday. They're supposed to be here yesterday and today working because there's plenty to do here. And uh, the, the crew, whoever was going to come, had to go to other jobs because people with more money are screaming louder than we are. And so he's got to take care of them. That's just how it works. But uh, he came in and I'm, I was frustrated. Um and so, like, I didn't really say much to him. I just cracked the door open and walked back to the kitchen to take care of the kids. Ooh. And he went into the my soon-to-be room, I guess, the uh-huh. guest room, to get his tools because it's, it's a tool storage room it's right now. It's an everything storage room. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back out, and I forget how I – I was I think I was going to the garage to get yogurt for Gio or something mm-hmm. like that. We crossed paths, and I think he sensed that I was frustrated and – he said, I don't, I don't know what happened to the plumber today. Like he never bails on me like this. And, and I just said, well, like how, how come he, he bailed last night at seven, you know, when he's supposed to be here in the morning, he said, I don't know. I'm going to talk to him later and find out. And I just ended with like, it's just frustrating, man. Every day that stuff's not happening. Like mm-hmm. I'm just frustrated. And then I kind of walked away and left it at that. And he responded with, he's like, I know I get it. Every, every customer is, is feeling it right now. And it just sucks, you know? So that was that was the big conversation? Yes. All right. Okay. I'm like literally listening like, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and. Shut up. And then he left? No. I think. Here, no, no, no. I'm, listen, out of the two of us, everyone listening probably knows I'm the least confrontational. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking to start a fight with anyone. I don't want to upset anyone. I want him to feel like he's, you know, appreciated and, uh, of course, respected and we value his work. But We value. We value his work. But I just am at the point now where we can't be the house that doesn't get, like, finished. Like, there's too many people out there that are like, I had this contractor or I had these people working on the house and then now we don't have hinges on the doors or we don't have poles on our cabinets or, you know, the water over here is leaking, whatever. Like, I can't, I will not settle for that because I I was so fortunate to have worked with Roy who, like, and, and again, like, this isn't, like, a reflection of John per se, but this is a big project and he has several of them, whereas, like, Roy, I think, has, uh, is a very much tuned into having multiple big projects because he builds homes rather than, like, renovates now well i mean john does too john was doing a country club yeah but did he build the country club no he was doing renovation but you know he does work for no of course and i'm not saying john's work isn't no it's not about that it's just like 
he's got more manpower, Roy, clearly, right? Like he probably has multiple plumbers. That's not what it just comes one. down to. Yeah. Not enough resources. And that's it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I won't now I'm at the point where I'm like, that's it. We're going to, we're going to get this done. If I have to go. For, to the thing is, is you have, someone. you have all the ability in the world to say something as well. Sure. But you don't. Yeah, no. You just I, say I mean, it to me and then I have to repeat it. But like I said, like I just understand this push and pull dynamic of you can only push people so far. And there's also other things in the mix that like I have to be sensitive no, to course, with no. him, you know, that I'm not going to talk about. And and so I am. And uh, so, so, yeah, there's only so far that, that I can push. And ultimately... If you're feeling frustrated enough, again, the only decision that you can make, you either get really loud, you know, either get really loud where it's unavoidable, like you're a real royal pain in the ass for him. That's not our style. But then do you want that energy? No, you know what no, I, mean? I don't want that energy. But what I'm saying is you're either that or you cut it there and you say like we're moving on to something else. No, I think, yeah, I think we have... We have a solution in place if he allows for it. I just think we'll take a couple line items off his plate just to have, you know, him get some more freedom to do what he needs to do. And then us to get more attentive workers, you know, where they're not being spread thin. Like, this is their primary job. Like, mm-hmm. we're paying them to come and do their thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, you you, you live and learn. And I've, I've learned a lot through this. And I'm thankful for that again. Like, I've asked John a million questions. Probably so annoying you know, but like I really wanted to learn through this experience because I didn't, I didn't learn like this because I was so tied up and busy through the other stuff we did at the other house. That that's been valuable for me. But has it, has this taken way too long for me? Yes. Okay. You know, would Roy be faster? Yes. yes. Okay. But oh god, but We're going, still going. I know, I'm still going. <laughs> going back to the beginning, the reason we didn't go with Roy is because I needed more detail. This was this was the biggest project we've ever done. And I needed to know like what we were getting into and all we could get with Roy. And we have a different relationship there. It's more, it's a friend relationship. And I get that. Like it's way more lax. But he's also more like my personality where it's like, I don't need to know the ins and outs. I just need it done. You know? Yeah. But I was more involved and I need to know the details. Okay. You know? Fair enough. So now we're going to figure it out. We'll we'll report back. All right. Sorry (laughs) guys. Sorry to bore you. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Uh, Once Upon a Farm is probably one of our kids' favorite snacks. Like, they drink their juice smoothies and pouches every day. Day. I mean, I mean they would Gio's if they had could. Days believe where me. he's literally gone through like four oh or five gosh. of them. It is okay because fortunately, Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kid snacks company offering organic, cold pressed fruit and veggie blends, dairy free smoothies, overnight oats, meals, and more. That's right, guys. Once Upon a Farm products are made with whole organic farm fresh ingredients and no added sugars, concentrates, or anything artificial. Their new immunity blends are made with nutrition-packed fruits and veggies like elderberry and dragon fruit and added probiotics to help support your little ones for the chili season or any reason. Plus, they taste delicious. We know that. Immunity blends are Clean Label Project certified, meaning they've been third-party tested for over 400 environmental and industrial toxins, including heavy metals. Um, We're subscribers. We've been subscribers for a while, and I'm telling you, you guys, like peace of mind, you know that you're going to get them because they're not always like... Sometimes they're sold out in stores or the flavor you're looking for might be, but they are so 
good and good to just have delivered straight to your door. So the subscription offering is a fully customizable um, program. So you can literally pick and choose from a wide variety of blends or meals. And then you switch it up for every delivery if you want to. Um, It's farm to fridge, convenience without compromise. We've got the best deal for you guys. I haven't seen a deal like this before. Get started today and enjoy an additional 30% off your first subscription order. Use code ADULTING at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com, code ADULTING. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Um, okay, I'm going to hit you with my win and fail, and it's different because, well, first of all, let's start with this, you guys. Yesterday, we recorded the episode, and our recorder had a glitch, and we did this, like, whole episode on, like, we'll get to a little bit of it because I wanted to talk about what we ended up recording yesterday, today, on well, now in this new episode, um, but what I was going to say is my win and fail is actually different than it was yesterday, mm. so I'll tell you a little bit about yesterday's win and fail when we recorded um talked about gratitude on our kinder beauty meeting it was nice to be a part of the meeting like i said when we moved into the new house to the team like i want to jump on more meetings with everyone i just need a space and some quiet to to do that so i did and it was really nice like it was nice to hear from everyone it was nice to actually like be intentional about talking about what we were grateful for as a team and then also like hearing people's challenges because that was like the flip side of the coin like okay talk about something you're grateful for but also talk about what might be challenging for you in the workplace Right? Yeah, like, I really like that actually. So like that was like and it, there was no holding back. People were really honest. Like one one of our longtime employees who's just a rock, you know, said something that I thought everyone just was like ears open for. And I'm sure people in the workplace could relate to this. Um, she just said like it's really ch- my biggest challenge is that I don't get responses from people. Like I will put together lengthy emails, texts, slacks, all the things and no, and it'll go unread or no reply or whatever. And that is like one, that is one of the, and the the nice thing that she said was like, so I'm just trying to find a work around that. (laughs) She's trying to find a solution to that. But ultimately like you can't sometimes because you need things to happen from your teammates. So everyone listened, everyone supported one another. And that was like my win from yesterday. Did anybody say make the email shorter? Well, no, that's not always even the case. Like she, she'll, she'll slack me or text me, and and gratefully, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I had responded. <laughs> like yeah. I'm thinking, I don't think she's talking about me. I mean, it's possible she is, but, um, but they, she knows, and I've been super straight up about that with everyone. Like, if you need to reach me, the best way to do it is to text me and to make it pretty brief, like straight to the point. I, I don't need the fluff, the highs, the hope, whatever. Zero details. Zero details, like what do you need from me and when do you need it by? That's like it, okay? Good God. You know, like the emails with like the bullets and the friggin' bolds and the italics. Bullets, bullets like, are good though. The bullets are helpful, but like I don't, the context around it is usually necessary. I've always played with the idea it. of like writing emails and texts like as like just one-liners. You know That's what I mean? That's what it is. That's what I do. Do you? Oh, when I'm emailing back... Usually it's, I mean, if it depends who I'm talking to, right? But like most cases I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm but I don't, I, I don't mean like, like, I mean, some emails can literally be one word or one line, but like almost writing a response or a new email, like in bullet form, you know oh. what I mean? Just like one quick thought, sure. one quick thought, one quick thought. And that's it. Oh, that's not, yeah, I'm sure. That... No fillers in between. Oh, that sounds The nice. thing is, is like a lot of the time, like right now I'm responding to people 
and I never want to come off like an asshole. Like you want to come off as friendly as possible in email, but also like as professional as possible. So question for you, and I don't want to make this like a male female thing because it doesn't have to be, but if I were getting an email, uh, maybe not so much. I'm just trying to think like, do you feel like you have to work harder? Like depending on who you're emailing to just come off nicer because you're more concerned that like coming from like, a male energy it might i don't think it's necessarily that i think naturally like i mean you probably hear from the podcast i'm a bit monotone like my energy's pretty pretty level all the time like that's that's how i would respond as well but i learned a lot when i was doing sales and it's, it's about matching matching energies basically right so if you if you like shoot me an email and it's got an exclamation point to start like that's how i'm gonna respond <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, <laughs> totally. People, it's people totally, like that. Dude, it's like, you know, you get an email from someone. This is, I'll get emails from people I've never even met in person. And they're like, hey, babe, oh my gosh, cannot wait to get you this. Like, this is going to be so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I won't do that. But that, that's intentional because like, that's just, yeah, not my style. Yeah, no, I know. So you're like, hey, babe. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> um, okay, wait. So that was my win yesterday. My win today I should have started with the fails. You're right. I like your idea of starting with the fails. But my win today, and who the heck knows if this is still a win, because this is how this works. But right after recording yesterday's podcast that we had to scrap, I got a call from my brother, and I never I never not answer his calls, because I always just like, God forbid, if there's something he needs or whatever, like I will always answer if I'm available. So I did. And it was like, interesting because it started off with him just saying like I wanted to just call and see how you're doing I'm never I don't remember the last time I've ever gotten a call like that so I just listened and I said you know we're good you know how are you and he's like I'm okay um I won't give you the whole like synopsis of the call but in so many words like um he's he's like okay right now um that's great he has a sobriety date it's very early, very early. So I'm like not trying to get too excited. Um, but it was just nice to hear from him. And it was nice to know that he got there without anyone else's help. Like he went, like we had no idea where he was. We didn't, hadn't talked to him in terms of my family. And and then to get a call like this meant that like he did whatever it took he, him to do to like make the decision to find support and and housing essentially as well and that would like made me feel really good and I ended up sleeping better last night knowing that like he's okay as far as I know he's still and this is like it's a minute to minute thing with with early sobriety it's I'm sure for all like doesn't matter how how much you have I'm sure it's a conscious effort sometimes minute to minute and he's probably even second to second at this point so that was the last I heard, which was yesterday afternoon. And, you know, I pray that he's okay in this moment. But it was just a, a big sigh of relief for myself, my family. Um, and so that's my win. Did you share that with anybody? Oh, it was absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I talked to my mom, my dad, my aunt, who've been the most invested. And um, my mom actually got a voicemail from him because she didn't answer his call. And he left this, like, three-minute-long voicemail. And it was pretty awesome so she sent the voicemail to our group text my dad and my aunt and I and you know it's like I struggle with like I think you should celebrate these moments that feel like you've made progress with a loved one 
um, who suffers with addiction. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but, but then I also like, and I told my brother this, like very honestly yesterday on the phone, I said, you know, I, I get a little emotional hearing from my mom because she gets so hopeful so quick, much like my aunt. I'm sure my dad's more like me, I think. Um, but like they get very hopeful and they start to ride that wave very quickly of like, this, this is it. He sounds like he's really ready. And, you know, I think this is going to be the one, whatever. And to feel that let down over and over again, which we've all felt has taught me to pull back a bit more on the emotions. And so I told him like, I feel bad because she's, she's really hopeful right now. And, um, I just, you know, of course we all want the best for you, but I just want you to know that when she's, when she feels that things are off and it doesn't go that way, like she's not okay. Like it's not okay for our parents, you know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, Do you feel so like I, it brought any relief to your dad? Um, yeah. So my dad's been going through it. He's been like a bit under the weather for one. And then, you know, I'll probably like you can feel really down. And I know you guys know this because yeah, I've been super honest and... about how I felt with m- my brother not being well. And as a parent, like I can, it's unimaginable. Like it's the last thing I'd ever want for them and for ourselves, you know? So my dad's been struggling with it and, um, and I think it brought him some peace of mind. Like I, I don't, I didn't talk to him. I did see him like respond in the text, which is great. But I think we're all just like, you know, you have to like manage your emotions so that you don't feel any which way too strongly because you have to know that it's at any point could change and you could be, yeah, yeah. You could be coming together for another reason. Yeah, I mean, I you, guess that's, you hope I'll that's just not throw the case. that in there as my fail. It's yeah. just like the the emotional roller I think it, I think it's good that you found a more. I don't even know how to say it. Like, you just found more acceptance. Like, it is what it is. Mentality, you know, because the truth is, it's really hard with someone like your brother who's been going through it since longer than I've been around, which is ten years plus now. Like there's just so many, so many highs and lows. Like the cycle just goes over and over and over and over again, you know? So like, I think at some point it's, it's good to learn that anything can happen on any given day. And I don't know if that's like, in my mind, that's, that's the right attitude. Some people may think like that's not upbeat enough, you know, but I think it's also good to not, you're not the one that's dealing with the addiction, but you're, you're part of the cycle as well. I think it's good to try to break that cycle because when everybody reacts the same way and like goes through those same emotions every time with that person, I don't see that helping the situation. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said about doing things differently. Um, because there, there have been ways that, you know, any one of my family members have supported him. Um, and usually that comes down to like resources, right? Like as simple as like making sure his phone bill is taken care of or that like, you know, he has gas money or he taking care of his car or like in a big way where I freaking bought him a car, right? Like we've all felt this need to like help and, and that feels like support for us. But I think I'm realizing now and from speaking to people who understand it a bit more that like, 
that doesn't always translate. You know, it can also it can be a problem if that person never feels. I don't know, like feels like they need to survive on their own. I've said this before. It could go one way or another, right? Like you either take you take it all away and hopefully they fend for themselves and they find the light and they like, you know, do something to to get themselves on their own feet themselves or you support them, support them, support them and, you know, potentially it never happens. Like it you just never know. You never know. Um I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that and um I don't really have a fail outside of that. Like, I'm really grateful to be in this house and I feel really lucky to have this beautiful home and the light that comes through this home is like... It's pretty magical. It's like healing. I don't know why I almost just got emotional. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I got... I don't know. It's just like very healing. I like the way... I like the way like the rays come in and it like usually comes in in the morning. Are you laughing at me? No, you do have like one like grouping of hair sticking straight up like alfalfa <laughs> right now. No, but I was gonna ask like, is that how's the um how how are the acoustics like middle of the night? Oh gosh, well without a sound machine in our in our room because it's our room is bigger now. You hear I'm a light sleeper. I hear everything, and we also have a fireplace in our room. And I don't know if it's open, closed, what I don't know because I'm not familiar with fireplaces. I've never actually had one. Well, we did an apartment once a long time ago, but I don't even think that was real. Anyways, well, of course it's real, but there's flames. Okay, cool. Anyways, um, there's just noises and creaks and the windows and the wind, and I just feel like if the kids don't keep me up, now I have to manage the sounds. Um, But the sound machine, shout out to Hatch, you guys. Like if you're a mom, a dad, anyone really, because now they have products for like parent, like just adults. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you got it. Uh, It's it's a good product. Yeah, I was. was, Yeah, the wind is. The wind is wild. I was specifically referring to the 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 singing, the loud singing, which could be confused with screaming. Oh, coming from the, the children's kids. room. Yeah. Oh, we're getting through it though. Like, so it was actually nice to see that Ivory popped another tooth out yesterday. Yeah, and so it's given like all those nights, times you guys heard us complain about, you know, the sleepless nights with Ivory. Like, it makes perfect sense. I had to think about this yesterday. I'm like, the girl is not even one years old. Okay, so she's a bit ahead of Geo in terms of teeth coming in, and she already has five, possibly six. If you really have to, like, you have to look. But possibly five or six teeth that have come in in the last month. That's a lot. Like, I don't remember what that feels like, but it can't be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It does make more sense now because he's like all the nights in the farmhouse were awful, pretty brutal. Like, I feel like for weeks in the old house, it was pretty, pretty brutal. Yep. And then the first, well, since we've gotten in on last Tuesday, it's mm-hmm. been... <laughs> kind of awful but i do feel like there's a little bit of light like i feel like it's tapering off a little bit tapering off which is nice like this morning we slept until i don't even know we both woke up and we were like you said no kids where are the kids yeah that was like 6 50 something seven o'clock yeah i mean we didn't get to sleep through the night there were wake-ups during the night but like getting to that 7 a.m mark was was, nice yeah felt yeah um a couple things that I feel like we need to update people on. Oh, can we talk about just briefly before we get into the question that I asked um, yesterday? Um, 
which was great. It was just basically like, can you share a moment where you felt like a real adult? And you guys came through with just some really relatable answers. Um, I want to get to those after the break. But before, I wanted to just touch on the conversation with our neighbor this morning and like maybe some of the neighbor stuff that we've been dealing with now that because oh, this yeah, is also fun. very, <laughs> this is adulting on steroids. So our house is located right next to both homes on on each side they're pretty close um and our house also has like original windows so they're like single pane just thin you could tell like they're and i don't even know if some of them actually close like seal close and um you know like we've said the kids have been kind of loud and also we're just loud like we're the old we're the we're the youngest, youngest. Family. we have two yeah we have a two-year-old and, and almost a one-year-old it is what it is. Like we're the youngest in our entire family. Like every, I mean, our entire family. Wow, in our entire neighborhood, everyone in our um, neighborhoods that so far that we've met has been here for a minimum of like twelve years, basically. And and some of them have been here since they were built. So they're older. They've got older kids, and we just feel like we came in and we literally like rocked the block. Mm-hmm. And some love it, and some. Some don't. Most love it. Most love it. And then there's one who's not so fond of it, and they happen to be smack dab right next to us. Yeah. Well, the one that's actually closer to the one that like where the houses are like literally like 10 feet apart. Is cool. They're cool. Amazing. They're fine. Like big family, older kids, but they're just a big family. I think they had like six kids. So like you you know they get it to some yeah. degree, and they're just sweet. Like yeah, good super people. Sweet, good Always. People. Yeah. The other one, look, I'm sure they're fine. They just don't seem to like change very much, which I understand because change is hard for all of us, right? Like they've been here a while. They were friends with the family that lived here before us. The family that lived here before us, like didn't really, sounds like they didn't really shake things up at all. Like no renovation. It was pretty much status quo for a while and everybody got comfortable with that. So I get it. You know, but, but since day one that we've come in, like, I just feel like we've tried to do things the right way. I know that I feel that way, like introduced myself, um, you know, been thoughtful about like the noise that we make and things that we do to the house. We, you know, I probably said this before, but at the old house we had ficus trees that like lined the entire front yard. And so they were like a big green wall, a big green hedge, right? And they're beautiful to look at. They provide tons of privacy. Like it's, a, it's amazing. And so that was the first thing that we wanted to do here was get those in the ground and, and get them planted because our yard essentially is our front yard. It's like front and on the side of the house a little bit. And that's the space for the kids to play and Jake to lay out and us to just do like family time outside, right? And so like, we, you know, their house is maybe 20, 30 feet from ours, but it's, it's big. The second story hovers right above the grass. Like it's just like, I'm not about it, you know? So we wanted to wall off that front yard and give us some more privacy. It's beautiful for us. I thought that like they would also appreciate the privacy on their end and having like a big green wall, big, beautiful green wall to look at. And so, uh, when I say I try to do things right, like I did it right. Like I'm a details guy. You've probably noticed before I did anything, I looked through the HOA stuff and, and like it said, you know, before planting anything in the front or whatever, you need to reach out and get approval. So I did that. I reached out to HOA and the HOA said like, we're fine with it. Go ask your neighbors. And I did that. 
He literally went door to door to every single neighbor, like in our area. Yep. And I went next door and, um, you know, I asked for him, I came out chatted with him and, uh, he gave, he gave the okay. Once they were in the ground though, like maybe a few weeks later, a month later, I got this long text basically saying, we want you to take out X amount of trees on one side. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, <laughs> you know? And so we've just been, it's just like, it's just a little battle right now. And we're at the point where it's like, I understand where you're at, but we love them. We, we want them here. They're in our yard. I asked you all the things, uh, but they're not too happy about it. So it's a yeah, lot. like neither of us want to budge. And so, no. you know, it's a TBD situation. TBD. Yeah. It is interesting though, because, you know, we mentioned we were the youngest and it's kind of crazy, like, you know you're an adult when you have to step up and and kind of like deal with someone who's you know older than you and like of course we have respect and we are new to the neighborhood so like i get it um but it like it's like this little fire lights inside of you and you're like this is me protecting what's mine and my family Mm -hmm. and that for me happened a lot once i became a mom like that was yeah. when that was like my big light bulb moment for like, whoa, I'm an adult and I am capable of standing up for myself and my family more or less, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Like I forget that I'm 33. I don't feel 33. Like I'll be 34 in April, which is, it's kind of crazy mid-30s, to me. Thirties bro. And it's a weird feeling. But yeah. Cause in a year from that, I'll be 35, which is like. <laughs> It's fucking crazy to me. I don't know how else to say it, you know, but it's perspective. It's how you feel. Like, I don't, I don't feel 33, but I feel like there are certain older listeners are like, screw you feel 33. What do you mean? Yeah. But a lot of our listeners are younger too. Yeah. No, Yeah. I mean, age is a number, but whatever. The thing is, is like, I feel like I don't feel like what I thought 33 would feel like. I didn't feel 30 when I was 30 I didn't feel 25 when I was 25 I didn't feel 21 when I was 21 interesting you know and I think that's probably pretty common sure I think I actually differ from that though really for sure but you grew up in an adult world like from a young age um yeah I just always wanted to be older like I always wanted I don't know that I cared about the numbers so much well I guess I did because it was yeah but I always thought that I was older and I thought that I could hang with anyone I wanted to like but I think there's something to be said um around like you're the older sibling you know? sure yeah that's true I feel like I have this this younger brother syndrome uh-huh. where like I always look at everybody older than me as authoritative in some way and like I respect that hierarchy that's that's good though I feel like there's a there's um there's like a compatibility that comes from that in our relationship you know like we both know how to work on the opposite ends and it like somehow like you should respect me well you should respect me because I'm older than you no but we're not talking I'm saying you are used to an authoritative figure in your life and I'm here to fill those shoes Uh uh-huh and, you know, I'm also good at nurturing and taking care of people. And therefore, you know, you are sure. under my wing. Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyways. Okay. anyways. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. And okay. Are you good? Do you have anything? No, I wanted share? to say something about, oh. about the, the neighbor thing. Oh. Like that, I know your question was around, you asked people like what moments in your life have made you feel like an adult? 
or you were adulting. And for me, a lot of times it's things like this, like they're, they're difficult moments. Like nobody, I don't think many people really like conflict. It's un- uncomfortable for everybody. It was mm-hmm. probably uncomfortable for him. You know, he's eh. whatever. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't make it seem like it was too uncomfortable. Whatever. Um, but those are like good moments for somebody like me. Like those are great growth moments. Yeah. You know, where like when you step back, you go like, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it is what it is. Like, and this is what I got to do. Like, I need to think about myself and my family before anything else. And, uh, you know, whether or not that makes you upset or hurts your feelings or whatever, like I'm just doing the best for me and, and my family. Sure. And I think like to that point, you would never do anything that could ever be like harmful to anyone else. No, of course. I've been so sensitive to that and like tried to word things perfectly and very, very respectful, but also not a pushover. Sure. Yeah. You know it's a I mean? fine line. I think I explained it wrong. The The growth comes from it being uncomfortable, but doing it anyways and just yes. standing firm, you yes. know? And then you step back and go like, dude, what's really happening here is like, we're in our thirties. We bought a home that like we, we fell in love with. We deserve to be here just as much as you. Like we work our asses off. I don't, I don't care if we're younger, you know, mm-hmm. you may have liked it the way that it was for a long time, but change is inevitable. It happens in every situation and everywhere. You know, we come in here with the best intentions and it just is what it is. Like we may do something that upsets you, but it wasn't our intention to do that, but it doesn't mean we can't do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Also to add to that, like, you know, we just upped their value 10 times possibly. Well, Well, maybe not 10 times, but well, depending on what they bought it for, right? 10 times. Well, let me think about it. How much would they (laughs) have bought it for like 15 years ago? Not even close. No. But doing significantly like put money in their pocket. Yeah. They also don't like the renovation. They made that clear from the jump. Really? Well, from the jump, like the comments around... You know, I heard you guys are going to be doing a lot of work over there. Yeah, like it wasn't oh, it coming. Wasn't a posi- it yeah, no, wasn't coming from a place of positivity or excitement. They didn't like it, and that's, that's fine, right? Yeah, but we I... have the right to to do what we're doing, and there's not a problem with that. Sure. I was going to say something, and then I lost it. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just want to say when I had a conversation with them, granted, like yeah, it wasn't all positive. Um, it was pleasant, and I made sure that I said, you know is there anything that we can do to make any of this easy? Is this bothering you in any way? And like everything that we're doing right now is interior. And for the most part, we're not like breaking walls. We're not doing anything that's super loud. I don't know what really could be bothering them other than like it not being occupied by us, which I don't know that they love anyway. So um, anyways, I just want to say I, I, I did have a conversation. I had no problem saying like, you know, I hope you don't mind. Is there I anything that, we can yeah. do? Is it bothering you? Like those are just things that you you ask. And I think they that made that's it what you do to fine. be a good neighbor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've asked pretty much everybody. Then and we that, got neighbors across the street that have brought us like three things of cookies, batches of cookies. <laughs> like, come check out our place. Oh, we've already been in their house, yeah. and the family is amazing, and Look, it's just wild. Here's the thing. I think like the point is is these are things that you run across in life. And when you have to deal with them, like, and this leads into your question, like you just put your shoulders back, stand up straight and like go at it, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, obviously not in an aggressive way, but like you just handle your business Mm -hmm. and that's it. 
and then you then you walk away feeling like yeah you leveled up in life like i'm not a child anymore you know yeah so yeah that's all i got okay well let's get into some of those from our listeners yeah you ready yeah we'll take a quick break All right, so we got a lot of great responses from you guys in terms of like when you felt like you were a real adult. Um, I didn't realize how many we had, so we're going to try to get through a handful of them, Um, but I didn't realize how long we rambled earlier, so we'll jump right in. Okay, this is a good one because I feel like, well, maybe not you, but I've certainly dealt with something similar to this. First of all, nothing is more of like a trigger word than taxes. Mm. Like why? What? Why? What do you mean? There's nothing. I mean, nobody gra- likes them. Okay, exactly. That's why. There's nothing like excite. There's. I don't feel like I don't know anyone who enjoys doing their taxes or like keeping tabs on their their shit so that their how taxes about, are how easy. About, how about the worst part is just paying them? That's what I'm saying. Like not 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 one part of it is enjoyable unless you're in a position where I don't work in this kind of world but like you know every year you're getting a substantial amount of money back and you're willing to do whatever it takes to like organize your stuff so that you can then get that money. Yeah. But it's like it, it couldn't be more opposite for me um, so I don't care for them but somebody responded with Um, the moment they felt like they were a real adult was when they accidentally did not fill out their W-4 and had to pay all federal taxes all at once for a year's worth of salary. Yikes. Yeah, dude, that happens. I did that. That's a big yikes. Dude, when I was 18, my parents didn't know like what, what was going on. Like I started making some real money and like no one knew how to handle it. And at the end of the year, I remember them telling me like, here I am 18 years old. Um, I mean, I'll. I think that I could throw the number out there. Why? I don't even know what it is, to be no. honest. So Some it was like a substantial amount that was owed. And then we had to like backpedal our way into figuring out where to friggin' find that money. Because when you don't know you're going to owe it, you know, you'll use it. So now it's cut to. That's the problem however, I see for the person who had it like a salary job or an hourly job. And you don't know, right? Yeah. So you're using, you're spending the money you think that's yours. And unfortunately you know yikes every dollar we make like every full dollar we make is not our own dollar no of course not and for some like it could be 50 percent of that is theirs which is wild Wild. so like yeah we all have to keep that in mind i think that's when people perk up when they start making money and 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 you realize like taxes are really just the government reaching into your pocket and pulling out what they believe their fair share is you start paying attention to like how that money actually gets used and spent. Right. You know, and like it, it can be frustrating because a lot of people make the argument that governments are clunky and, and inefficient and they don't spend the money very well. And then you're like, well, wait a second. Like I'm the one busting my ass and I have to give like up to 50% of the money that I thought I made away. What's crazy is that like, I wish that people had more faith in people So, like, an example of that would be, okay, sure, I understand. We live in a world where, like, society needs money to to run. Like, everything around us costs money. So, like, I get it. We should be paying in to to help keep up with the life that we want to live, make it comfortable, community. But, like, I also, I love donating, right? And, like, if there's any opportunity that I feel like 
like I want to help with, like I want the means to be able to do that. Why can't I guess the government or why can't there just be this this way of life where it's like, okay, we need this much from you guys, right? To to just make sure our our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted around us, lights are fixed, floors, you know, streets are fixed, everything's maintained. But how about like the, this amount, like this 10% amount or whatever is reasonable for you, depending on what you make, you you have the freedom to then go and like give back in a way. Because, yeah, you're right. Like we, we, we just, I don't know. I want to elaborate on that, but I think that's pretty simple. Like why can't we just you can't, be in charge you of that? You just got to take the 10% from the money that no, you're actually going to keep. No, I know, but like why can't that be like an ordinance where it's like we don't need as much from you because an we trust ordinance? that you can't. What's an ordinance? <laughs> what is it? You what is me. an ordinance? You tell me. Like an ordinance. All right. Like an order. Uh-huh. Okay. Why can't we have more freedom to just say like, oh, I get it. We need to help where we can, but I want to choose to help this, this, and this, right? Or like, yeah, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be amazing. And I will run for governor after this, okay? <laughs> I got to get out of my pajamas first, but I'm going to figure it out. Um, all right. Some more adulting moments for people. Okay. Moving away to college. Can't relate, but you can. Yeah. No, for sure. That first night where you realize like, oh shit, like I'm on my own, you know, yeah. I got to take care of myself. Like maybe, maybe certain things are, are being paid for by mom and dad or whatever, like you're set up, you know, but like it's the first time in your life where so much time becomes your time. Like you make all the decisions on what to do with it. Like if you don't want to go to class, you don't have to go to class. Was that you? Yeah, that was me a lot. But I I quickly learned which classes I had to go to and which ones you don't. Because in college, some professors take attendance and some don't. Some, That's so crazy. Some don't care at all. They're like, if you want to do the work on your own time like, and you can figure it all out, I'm okay with it. That. Oh, that's like how I got through school, independent study. Yeah. Does, I mean. Yeah. I mean, no some one? people literally show up for like literally maybe the first day first week and then quiz what? quizzes and tests and that's it whoa yeah fascinating yeah. that's cool i didn't yeah. i had no idea that's how it worked yeah i had a hard time waking up too so i no i would, shit, I would skip 8 a.m class a lot no yeah. shit okay my 8 a.m class though towards the end i forget if it was like my last semester or not was tax oh <laughs> yeah it was accounting class <laughs> around <sorry>. taxes <laughs> which i'm sure you actually in a weird twisted way enjoyed no, I didn't go. Oh, okay. Well, are you good now? Oh, Not okay. a podcast. Everyone, when Andrew yawns, please drink. That is a new, that's a new. That'd be fun. Like, a, or coffee, drink anything. Mm. Okay. Kombucha. I don't Hydrate. care. Hydrate. Hydrate. All right. Um, here's a parenting one. When my year and a half year old pooped in the tub and I had to be the one to scoop it out. Mm-hmm. Can't call mommy and daddy for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a fun one. Um, oh, this is great. To survive, what do we need? Food. Um, this person said, realizing groceries are expensive and cooking me- three meals a day is not easy. Like, when you have children, first of all, thank you, Instacart. Wish they were a sponsor of the show. Don't know how I'd do life without you some days. How How are you supposed to, like, how are you supposed to work, take care of your kids? If your kids are on, like, a nap schedule, which I believe in, and if you don't, like, totally fine. I have kids that require sleeping. But, like, how do you do all the things and then also come home, put everything away, and then cook meals? Like, how? Yeah, it's hella hard. Hella hard. Um, That's a good one, though, because I, I remember when I was in college and I was, like, I got, like, 
crazy stupid into working out. And this was with Sam, our trainer. Yeah, I, I went to college with Sam and I met Sam. He was in the gym where we were playing basketball. And I was like, holy shit. Like whatever he's doing, I want to do. And didn't he like do push-ups with a backpack with school books on it? Yeah. In it or whatever? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Um, but yeah, like we, we got really close. We were working out like almost daily together playing basketball and got to the point where it's like, I asked every little question about what he ate or whatever. And then I started going to Costco once every other week and like had a system of exactly what I was getting. And for me, like it worked really well because I had a bunch of other things to do and think about. And so like that was simple. I knew exactly what was happening and like how often or whatever, but that really made me feel like an adult because it was the first time in my life. Like I, I did all the shopping. I made every single choice about what I was buying and eating, putting into my body. And it's crazy. Like how gratifying things like that can be. Heck yes. And that's all. I hear you. I, nothing makes me feel more grateful, like more gratitude and more well off i know that's weird than opening my fridge and seeing a stocked fridge like that is like to me my love language that makes me feel whole that makes me feel alive so i get it cheers to everyone out there going to the grocery store when you know like when you know like your your i mean at the end of the day they're necessities right your basic necessities food shelter water like when those things like you have in abundance like you can really feel pretty rich that's what i'm saying yes you know, and there's, for me, it's like those things and maybe a, a couple other things that like I care about because we all care about different things, you know, but I, I agree with you when, when that's taken care of, mm-hmm. you're just like, like, I'm good. What mm-hmm. what, what else do I need? Yes. You know? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, I just got sidetracked because I know I said this when we recorded yesterday, but like when I have all of those things. And I know other people who I love or just in general people in the world don't like very quickly. I have to remind myself or like try to talk it through it in my head to like not feel that that overwhelming guilt. Um, and I just wonder if like anyone else like feels that way, you know, because sheesh, you can have you can have everything you work so hard to have, but then also feel like why me and why not others? And like, how can I do more for, for those people? Um, so I don't know. Sorry for the, the segue there. No, it's fine. I, I get it. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That one's tough. I, I don't have any, I don't know where I stand on that because I, I get it. I feel some of that too sometimes. Um, but when you step back, like you don't, you don't want to feel guilty for all the things that should be like should make you feel good you know yeah so that's all i got no i know i feel like i know what you're thinking like you're gonna say that you know there's a lot of opportunity to go around and that no no i do believe that you know the more i follow and listen to people who believe in abundance the more i start to think that way because that's not how i think naturally like I, I constrict, like I try to hang on to everything that I have. And that comes from my life and my experience. But I, I, when I hear people talk who believe in abundance, like it's, it's convincing. And that's the way that I want to think more and more. 
and I, I agree there's opportunity everywhere for those that like want to be strategic or, or work hard enough for it. Um, but still it doesn't stop you from feeling things like I give you an example. Like I feel fortunate, right? I wouldn't have the life that I have right now without you, you know, in many ways, like who knows where I would be had we not met 10 years ago and been together this whole time. Like I believe in myself wholeheartedly. Like I know that I can, I'm capable of anything, but I don't know if this would be the situation. I just, I don't know, you know, but like I've had a pretty good life in terms of like, just, you know, we know we have enough and, and I feel guilty. I mean, my, my own family has enough, you know, but sometimes I feel like even within my own family, I'm looked at differently because we have a bit of a different life, you Mm -hmm. know, and I feel like sometimes I get treated differently because of that. And, uh, it's, it's hard not to, for me, who's empathetic to feel guilty about that from time to time. So I get it. It was a long, was a long ramble no, of saying I'm I get it. S- I get that so much. It's weird. I wonder how, <laughs> I wonder how people in like crazy, crazy wealthy situations handle things like that because you would imagine if they walked out into just anywhere, you know, go get a coffee, pretty much everyone around them would have less than them. And like, I guess for someone who is empathetic, how do you, how do you not want to just like help? You know, I feel like if I had it, if I could, I would be the type to like go into a coffee shop or whatever and everyone's coffee is on me. Right. And then like, I would just probably just keep bills on me, just bills and just be like, this is for you. This is for you. You know? Oh my gosh. Can we talk about that guy's account that I love? Yeah. I knew you were going there. Oh, what is it? And also like Brandon who owned the ranch. Like Mm -hmm. I posted, um, freaking a, what's his name? Jimmy, Jimmy darts, Jimmy darts account. I posted, I post some of his reels sometimes. Like I just love what he's doing out there. And Brandon responded saying like, this is what I want to be doing. I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful for people like that. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he did that for us, like us staying in, in on their property and just really, really cool stuff. So shout out to people like that. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to a couple more and then we'll wrap it up? Yep. Okay. This is something we can relate to and any other parent I'm sure with too. When my newborn and my toddler first cried at the same time, that'll give you that'll a test your patience. That'll rattle you from the inside mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. like, so for some, like for me in moments like that, I either numb out or I act on it. It just depends on like maybe how much caffeine and sleep I've had. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a real adult moment. Um, this, nothing prepares you for it. Nothing. Uh, someone said moving states with their partner and renting their own apartment for the yeah, first time. Yeah, that's a big one. Just like stepping out into the unknown, I feel like is a big adult move, yep. you know, but I think those are the best moves you can make. Cause I feel like that's where all the life happens. That's where the experience happens. Like that's, that's where all the fun of life comes from in my mind. Like I've, I've done that a few times and like, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine it doing it any other way, you know? Yeah. It's interesting when you, when you're forced to do something alone and I guess in this case it was with their partner, but sometimes that could also feel, you know, like you're being independent from your family um, you learn a lot, you know, like you have no choice but to figure things out. Yeah. Isn't it weird? 
like I always feel like more of an adult when I'm on my own. For sure. You know? Even when, yeah, exactly. It's because you have nowhere to turn to. Like, it's it's the fight or flight thing, sort of. But, like, really, in most situations, like, you're, you're only, uh, you're only, what is the word? Holy moly. You're only. Wow. I don't you're know. only. Oh, goodness gracious. Your only option, option. Option. Holy shit. Your only option is just to, like, just handle your business. For sure. You know? But. I almost think like it, for me, it comes back to this little brother syndrome, mm. you know, like when I'm, when I'm around other people, even you sometimes, like I still may do the actions that like may come off as I'm an adult, got my shit together, but I don't always feel that way. And it's gotta be something that relates to like, you grew up in an environment where you always had somebody older to look up to and to lean on. Right. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to handle everything. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a great lesson for us moving into like our kids getting older because you want to be there to support them but like not be so much of a buffer that they don't try things on their own but then of course that's like a fine line too oh gosh you guys just hang on to your dear life life. it's been a weird episode (laughs) no it's not a weird episode i'm just thinking about the future with kids like you know, you want to be there, but then you also don't want to be there so much that they rely on you too much, but then you want to give them that freedom. But if they take the freedom, you might have to deal with like the risk between dude. How about, how about like, like this is so random, but like another kid like hits one of our <gasps> kids, you know, it's like, how, like, how do you deal with that? You want to know something? Huh. Okay. When I was younger, I got kicked out of a preschool cause I bit someone. I had, a, Hard? I had like a biting problem. I don't remember. Where did, you, where did you bite him? Probably a fleshy part. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. So wait, it gets worse. Um, got kicked out and didn't, I don't know if I, if this was before or after I got kicked out, but there was another occasion that definitely is memorable for me. I was really little and I probably like five years old and I was, we were crawling in my mom and dad's kitchen. I was chasing my cousin who was like a year older than me and wanted to catch up i caught up or whatever bit her back and we had to be separated for a period of time there was a few family conversations you bit her on the back on the back is there even a fleshy part of the back it was like the back of the shoulder it yeah a lot of people do get a little soft right there i get that yeah so i mean that's interesting dan (laughs) thanks andrew (laughs) Um, hopefully we don't have any biters. (laughs) Nice. All right, guys, that's the end of this week's show. We'll be back next week. Um, we love you and good luck adulting. Thanks for listening to adulting like a mother father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here. So make sure you tune in for all the goods. Mm